Welcome to season two of Consciously Uncurated. I'm Leslie. And I'm Michelle. And we are so excited to invite you into our beautiful, messy lives. This will be a space to talk about the real stuff and hopefully leave you with some practical takeaways. Think of it as rent a best friend for when you need us. We hope this podcast allows us all to be human, to feel, and to lean in. To catch our latest episodes, follow and subscribe. We're glad you're here. Hey, Les. Hey, Michelle. How are you today? I'm doing great. Me too. Very happy to be here. Me too. Mm-hmm. And thanks, everybody, for joining us. A lovely day today, actually. Yeah, sun shining. Yeah, we just got out of a full-on polar vortex. We did. <laughs> and now we're getting in a little bit of sunshine, and I feel as though we're starting to get back into the happy, happy, happy. Oh, so good when the sun is shining. Which is a good thing that I'm feeling this way because... <laughs> We're going to talk some some heavy-duty stuff today. Yeah. Well. We're going to tackle a tough topic. <laughs> it's going to hit you right here. Well, it's hitting me really, really, really hard. Me too. And I'm trying to be smiley and happy about it and yeah. grateful and all that. But yeah, so here we are. What are we talking about today? The myths of aging. Oh, yeah. I think that we thought aging was going to look maybe very different than it is until it hits you like a brick wall. Catch yourself in the mirror, walking by, and you're like, who's that? Oh, that's yeah. But okay, when you were a kid, though, and you were looking at people who are older than you, I mean, my mom would tell me, Michelle, stop touching your face. Stop, stop squishing your face when you talk. And I'm very animated in my face. Yeah. And so, but she would always say, stop rubbing your face, stop squishing your and put more cream and all that. Because one day, and I was like, whatever, mom, I'm 20, whatever. I'm never going to get old. Well, we thought we were immortal. We thought we would always look like that. And actually, I still think I look like I did when I was 20 until I catch myself yeah, in the mirror yeah. or until I see a video or a photo of me. Yeah, my side view right now is like, what is that? Oh, that's my three chins. Yeah, the saggy skin. Uh, yeah. It's, it's killing me. It's, it's there. Like, it's, a, it's there. Yeah. Do you ever turn on your phone? You're going to record something and you turn your, your phone on and the, the camera's there and the angle of the chicken I under your neck. <laughs> Is, is doing its own dance. I'm like, whoa, 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 the whoa. Arms. Back it up. Got the keep top on and then I, find, I see the arm wiggle. And they keep going. It's like they're doing their own dance. Yeah. The thing, though, that I'm trying to sit in is the privilege of aging. And if you've had anybody close to you pass away, mm. Mm. you realize that as cliche as it is, waking up every morning is a privilege. Yeah. The wrinkles, the scars, the sunspots, it's pri- its a privilege. It is a privilege, but come on. Like, we need to be honest because I am grateful. I am grateful for being alive. I'm grateful that I get to put my feet on the floor every morning when I get out of bed. And I'm, it's not its not the rainbows and unicorns. I, I'm having trouble. I'm having trouble embracing my age. And I'm also having trouble looking at people that are close to me that are older, my parents, my some of my aunts, you know, family, and knowing that we're closer to the, you know. Yeah. And I mean, we're moving closer. We're on the other half of living. Yeah. So I think aging, we will talk about that in terms of our own, how the pros and cons of how we feel about aging. But I I was thinking about this the other day. I'm sad about the memories or are a long, a long time ago memories. 
like, you know how you're supposed to, oh, look back and oh, such great memories. And, but I'm having trouble because there's such a long time ago. Or I even look back at a picture from like two years ago, five years ago. I'm like, oh, I looked good. And even at that moment, I wasn't embracing it either. But I can't get my head around these memories are getting further and further and further away. Yeah, that's the hard part. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. I've never thought of that. Yeah. <laughs> so this is hitting me a little bit hard as you're saying this because I never thought of that. Yeah. That's where I'm actually really struggling with age. And I remember as a kid and I remember watching my family around me and getting older and, and now I'm here doing that mm-hmm. with my kids and my parents are older and my, do you know what I mean? So that's, yeah. uh, it's trying to stay in the positive mindset of what's happening that you get to look back at your life and think of all these amazing, amazing things and these experiences that you've had and wonderful. But they are just now legit memories. And I can't go back. The feeling that I was young when I was younger, I can't recreate that anymore. Like legitimately, I can't get well, the feeling of being even 40 anymore. I know. But I think the thing is, is that you don't, you're not supposed to. I know, but I'm you're saying the reality be- of that is tough. I know it's finding the new memories. It's yeah. It's not lying down and dying. Yeah. Going quietly into this. Cause that's how easy. Yeah. Good. That's a good one. It's true. So my perspective needs to change. So in talking about that, it was just, I had that blip of a, Oh, okay. But then this is the thing. Yeah. You can go on Instagram or TikTok and you see all these amazing reels of these old ladies and they're dancing on the beach Yeah, and they're living their best life as old ladies. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. That is also privilege. We don't all have, because I would love to just mm. go away on a beach holiday with you and we would be the old ladies dancing on the beach. Yeah, but, and in the moo dress and loving it. Right. They're retired. <laughs> and quite honestly, when is retirement happening? You got to save money for that. And yeah. Well, and yeah. This is part of the myth, I think, is that when we get older, you make this assumption that you're going to be with your life partner and you're going to be mm-hmm. traveling the world and your children are going to be healthy and happy. You're going to have grandbabies. We have been conditioned to believe that this point in our lives is going to be beautiful. Yeah. Not for everybody. Right. We have lots of friends who have gone through divorce, who have gone through sickness, mm-hmm. who there's lots of really. Right. So it's, yeah. And yeah, it's hard to embrace the fa la la of it all. <laughs> that is well put. Right. So <laughs> I just, I'm, I'm calling bullshit. Sorry. You can, you bleep me out. Maybe we can beep out ourselves, but let me tell you if I could add every swear word right about now in terms of what aging actually feels like for me, I would meet me this. We would be in a, we would be in a two minute pause of beeps. We might be banned. <laughs> We'd be canceled. We'd be canceled. The thing that kills me though. Mm-hmm. The thing for us as women, why does it seem like the world perception is that men get better with age and women don't? I know. That's not fair. It's not fair. I know that my husband gets better every day. Mm-hmm. I hope he would say the same about me, but I well, don't Of know. course he would because right? he loves you. But I yeah. love the salt and pepper gentleman, yeah. right? Jeff just seems to be getting more and more handsome to right. me. And gentlemen as they age just seem more distinguished yeah distinguished like a yummy mm, and yeah. women just get saggy old wrinkly this is changing though i think i think celebrities now are changing we've got some really famous faces that are popping up 
finally talking at Academy Awards, at award ceremonies. And Pamela Anderson, who went runway like fashion. Yeah. And she showed up with zero makeup on. You would never recognize her. No. Baywatch to Pamela Anderson now with no makeup and she's gorgeous. Gorgeous. And loving it though. That's that's also the thing, right? It's like taking on this acceptance of age and work in it. Because why wouldn't we? Yeah, why wouldn't we? Why isn't it that easy? And I want to know what is it that makes wrinkles appear ugly? Yeah. What is it in our construct? Well, that I mean, makes it's our it's seem unpretty. It's the world that gives us that. I mean, it's just a wrinkle. Who I cares? know. Actually, in the right, if we're making it personal, for me, looking in the mirror now mm-hmm. and seeing, you know, the lines around my mouth, or I don't like it. Me neither. I don't like my saggy whatever this is hanging off my jowls. <laughs> They're not. <laughs> But, but right, <laughs> I don't like the extra movement that's happening as I'm after I finish talking. They still keep talking. <laughs> so, and I can't. I mean, I can't change that. I mean, you can. Well, you could. But even then, it's ill-advised. Yeah, I mean, good for those who want the facelift and all that. I think it's just so painful. And I mean, I have an issue with my jaw. I do to maintain it. Receive injections, so I go every three months. If you can, absolutely. Right? But if I'm that like, that makes you happy. The you thought should. when I'm sitting in my chair getting the, these injections, yeah. I'm like, what if we just give a little extra shot right here and see if we can just bump that up? And he, you know, he looks at me like, girl, you need a facelift to do that. It's not just an injection. <laughs> like, okay, point taken. So, you know what I mean? It's just like, but of course you can. Again, a lot of times it's, you see it, you see the difference of the lift. If you were to go on to Google and search up some Not that, I mean, if if that's what you're in for, go for it. But the hard part is, is that sometimes they're unrecognizable. Yeah. And I still- But okay, so then taking it back to the personal, who cares? Like who- Yeah, if it makes them happy. Right. Yeah, If it's If that makes you feel good, being in the age now, when I'm thinking of all these things I can try and do to- fix my face or my belly or my sagging, my butt is down to my knees. I mean, whatever. A few years ago, I think, what are you really? What's wrong with you? But now that I'm in it. See, this is the thing is at every point in our lives, we are unhappy with ourselves. Yeah. Yet the moment that you're in is the best you're probably going to look. And I thought when I got to my fifties, I would be so secure of what I don't, I've earned this body, whatever it looks like. I've had babies. I've had hysterectomy, I've had whatever surgeries I've had, endometriosis, that's a whole other situation. So I thought by the time I got to my 50s, I would be like, you know what, I'm going to work this thing. I'm going to feel good in it. And again, like you just said, why is it every age change, every transition in our bodies, lives, whatever, we don't embrace it. And we always look back at the photos and go, oh, I didn't look as bad as I thought then. Yeah. It's not easy. No. And the differences too is getting up in the morning and it's not even just exterior. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Let's talk that. Right. Because yeah, the boobs are sagging, (laughs) the bum's sagging, you got saggy knees. Yeah. My knees are double, whatever. The sunspots, all of that. Yeah. But it's now the actual physical body aches. Yeah. Not being able to do the things that you used to be able to do Mm -hmm. and noticing that your body is actually aging. Because before, if you had a hurt or you, you worked out or you walked too long or you, you worked out too hard, you that feeling goes away. Like it feels like, oh man, I had a great workout and then you're achy for a little bit and then you're good. But now there's not that. Now it's permanent ache. It's chronic. 
Yeah, that's a shift. It's a brain shift. It's a mind shift that you're like, oh, oh, right. So then you think, oh my gosh, it 10, 15, hopefully 20 years from now, if it's this bad now, for me, it also gives me more compassion for the elderly. Yeah. But what if it was just your body telling you, eh, take it easy. Well, maybe. Yeah. Because I think about all of the older people who slip and they break a hip. I mean, this Mm -hmm. everything you do need to be more cautious. Your your bones are more fragile. You are more fragile. Like that's a real thing. Yeah. That's real. It's just a, okay. Settle down. Or, or maybe you need to take care of your body a little better. Maybe you do need to go on the bike for 10 minutes instead of 40. Or maybe you need to just actually walk around the block. Or just get on the bike. Just get Whatever. on the bike. Just try something small that keeps you active. Okay. Because my I do have an issue with my hip. See? Now I'm talking. I'm sounding like an old lady. I actually do. And the thing is, I've had this issue since I was born. But it didn't show up until recently. Why? Because of my age. Because after time, the wear and tear of it, all of a sudden, the recovery of it that I probably didn't even know that was happening is less. There. And... When you were athletic, I was a dancer you dancing, you were stronger. Right. So again, though, that would just flip back to how important it is to maintain some level of activity so that you're maintaining that strength. Right. But because but, my hip is so bad, even to walk up a hill is really hard, which is, that's really tough. That reality of like, cause we would walk all the time. It's so hard to just go up a hill now. I'm wobbling. Even if you can't walk, all I'm trying to say is you can sit on your chair and lift your knees. What was that show? Sit to be fit. Do you remember that? She was older and she would, in her full-on aerobic gear with the headband, the armbands, she would sit. It's called sit to be fit. All of you out there our age, I'm sure this this is going to pop up in your brain for you. Anyway, she would sit in her chair and she would literally have a workout. That's her. We're looking it up right now. Oh my God. And it's called the senior's chair. <laughs> oh my gosh, Michelle. You've never seen hilarious. this? Look at her. And she she's living her best life. She has been doing this for years and years and years and years. And back in the day, I was like, oh, good Lord. And now I am doing this because that is all I can do. And for me, I feel good because I'm at least doing something. However, you are able to what? I'm doing my, I'm biking in the morning, but this is the thing. I only started biking Mm -hmm. because I couldn't keep up to my kids skiing. Okay. And so this was the thing is that when I would go out skiing, I would do two turns and I would be exhausted. Yeah. And I'm like, this is ridiculous. I cannot believe this. And since I started biking in the off season from skiing one year, I wasn't walking as much. We had slowed down a little bit. Mm-hmm. Life had slowed, whatever. We we're busy doing stuff. And yeah. I didn't stay active over the summer. Right. And then I started biking because it significantly impacts the kind of skier that I am. Yes, but you did it. You were able to go down and ride your stationary yeah, bike. Yeah, I got a stationary bike on Kijiji for 20 bucks. Okay, Fantastic. yeah. Fabulous. But and you, your body was allowing you to do that. It is. So go with it. If you can do that, oh my gosh. And this was the difference though, is that the old Leslie yeah. would have been like, I'm going to bike for 45 minutes. I'm going to crank this thing to the tempo speed. Mm-hmm. And now you're I'm like, on four. And you're listening to your podcast. And I'm to my podcast and I'm just biking for 20 minutes. Yeah. And then I'm stretching for a little bit and it's fantastic. It's this little bit. And already I have less knee pain. Mm-hmm. I have less aches. I'm, right. 
less crickety in the morning. And so me doing this little sit on the chair, sit and be fit, that's all I can do. Feels that same feeling that you're getting off of your bike. So what is the sit to be fit for my wrinkles, Michelle? Well. What can I do? (laughs) There's got to be. Okay. Well, I mean, that's the thing. There are so many things on the Insta and the Tiki Talk and all the whole spiel that you can. with ice cubes. Okay. So I bought. (laughs) Did you? I went onto Amazon and they have this, it looks like something you make popsicles in. You fill it with water and you put it in the freezer. And so one half, it's silicone. The bottom half you grab, the top you take off and you rub it all over your face. Like a deodorant stick. Yep. But ice. And it's yeah. supposed to depuff. I heard that. You just take two ice cubes and you literally okay. just rub under your eyes. Do you know how uncomfortably frozen my face was? Not in a good way. Did it it was painful. Look at me. It didn't work. <laughs> oh, damn. So that's okay. what I mean. There's so many things out there, which when you're 30, 40, even five years ago from now, sure, it probably would have helped better. Mm-hmm. The last, the transition of my face in the last year, two years, I've, it's, it's a change. So looking at all these things, the gua sha, which I do love doing because it's actually relaxing. It's the, you have the rose um, gua sha that you put some oils on your face and you rub and you, yeah, it feels you good. Michelle is yeah, I am doing this. Right yeah. Now, if but... you have, yeah. And I also do the dry brushing faithfully. So you have a dry brush and you start at your feet and you work your way up to your heart. Okay. And then you do your arms, you put them up in the air and you rub towards your heart. So it's like a lymphatic massage. It's lovely. In my brain, yeah, in my brain, I am like literally dry brushing all the cellulite away, which. Oh, it's like Barbie, ordinary Barbie. Yeah. To cellulite, flat feet. Yeah. So I'm in full on. The thing is, cellulite has been in my family forever. Like it's a thing. It's not like it's just I'm eating too much because I don't. It's legit genetic. I don't know. You can't quote me for sure. It's a gene that you pass down, but whatever. Typically, whatever your mom's body looked like, you get those things. Some women have cellulite. Some some don't. don't. Yeah, I'm lucky. Some women get stretch marks. Some women don't. And I'm lucky in that department too. See? Like, this is my body. Even when I was really, 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 really thin. Like you you get it? You got it? (laughs) I got it. (laughs) Oh, yeah. I got the double dose of it all. (sighs) Right? Even when I was really, really, really thin, I had it. And I thought when I was really, really thin. That it would all go away. That if you kept losing weight, well, I I wasn't losing weight on purpose. It was called the divorce diet. Oh my! If any of you have heard it, and you know what, the crazy thing is, I had friends reach out that I hadn't seen for a long time. I had pictures posted on something, and they saw me and reached out to me asking what I was doing because I looked fabulous. You can you believe that? Are fabulous. But I want to say it was not I looked anorexic. I was very thin. It was scary and it was not intentional. It's called the divorce diet. I I do not recommend it. Don't do it. Okay, anyways. But again, it's the perception of I looked like I was a supermodel. I was a double zero. And even then I still had cellulite. Okay. And then people reaching out to be like, wow. See, that's it. It was affirmed. Yeah. That unhealthy was affirming you. Yeah. Plus I was a ballet dancer and that was my life. And so when I started developing the boobs, I think we talked about before, I taped my boobs down because I just wanted to dance. Yeah. That was a whole other side note. So that's the same thing too. I mean, I, as a rower, which I did for U of A when we were in university and it was falling into your weight category, which is the weight that you should have been in. And the two weeks prior to a regatta, (laughs) We didn't eat anything because we mm-hmm. wanted to make sure that we could get into the lightest weight category because then, of course, you're stronger right. with the lighter girls. Yeah. 
her boats. Yeah. That messed up a lot of girls' heads. Totally. If you weren't naturally that weight category. Right. And it's like models, same thing. Yeah. And I was also an actress for a very long time. And I started when I was 18, like a film, film TV actress. So again, you needed to be, I was in a certain category. And as soon as I started to age, they weren't sure where to put me because at the time when I was acting 30s and 40s, I didn't look my age. I still looked younger than I was. However, I wasn't, they didn't know where to fit me. I was playing maybe the aunt instead of the mother kind of thing. And then all of a sudden, as I a little bit older, again, my age on film should have been a grandmother, if you can believe it. Then I was kind of slotted into a mother or a teacher or a police or a detective or something. And then all of a sudden I got too old. And that's the reality of the acting world. Yeah, it's changing. It is changing as we just talked about. It's so great to hear Kate Winslet, Helen Mirren. And now you also see a lot of the celebrity women who are older getting roles, like actual wow roles. Yeah. Right? Starring roles. Yeah. So it is changing. It is changing. The other myth that I think is this perspective that we see on retirement commercials or seniors commercials (sighs) that there's going to be this financial freedom when you hit this stage and everything's going to be hunky-dory if you can just get there. I know all these people that save, save, save. They are expecting that when they retire with their partner, they're going to go and travel and then the partner doesn't actually make it. Right. Or you no longer have the partner. Or you no longer have the partner. I never thought about that. Yeah. You become on one. You become one. Yeah. And depending on the situation on how you became one, drastically changes your future. Yeah. From a financial perspective. Yeah. From I never thought I'd be where I am. Ever. Yeah. You never go into marriage thinking that, oh, you no. know, if I divorce, it's fine. I'll figure it out. Yeah. Or it'll just, we'll just happy, happy, all easy peasy, slide away, like, you know, separate nicely, amicably, whatever it is. The reality though, you know, depending on your circumstance, it's not that easy. And it is definitely not that easy trying to find another partner. Okay. So if we're going there, as we've mentioned before, I'm, I've started to try to get back to dating, right? And I'm on a dating app, those kind of things. It's hard because most men would, would want to pick a 40, even a 40 year old, not a 50 plus year old. No, the men in your demographic are starting their search at, you said the one last guy you were with 38, 35. Yeah. 35 to 42. That's normal. Cause if you're in your fifties, and you can find a woman who's in her 40s even. I don't even fit the category. Any- I'm, I'm like, you don't even look above anymore. The dating part, I, I get it. I do understand. And again, I probably don't look. You don't. Well, how, what my age is? Not quite. But I, I'm getting closer. I do, know, I do see it now. I'm getting closer to that. And you don't act it. And I don't act it. And so that's the thing. So they're assuming a 51, 2, 3, 4 as an old lady. Right. Like we're still carpool karaoke and yeah. laughing and doing dance parties in my kitchen and yes, going we are. and having fun, finding new cocktail bars. Yes. We are hip. Well, yeah. So that is difficult. And I also went six months without dyeing my hair. And how did that go? Nightmare. No. <laughs> it's a no. Hard no. No to gray. Just say no to gray. Like my hair was like witchy stringy what's the word it's like it was wiry which i think looks beautiful but dear god no thank you i have a couple friends that have let their hair oh my gosh same rocket yeah fabulous that was not me nope so every i was like hey man i'm embracing i'm gonna embrace this look in the mirror 
oh my gosh, I tried. I tried so hard six months. And then I went back to my hairstylist and she's like, wow. She nope. said, wow? Nope. Aww. In a kind way. Like I was the one who initiated the, oh my God. And she's like, wow, okay. If I did it to make it look good, Gray, I would have looked fab. But no, I don't know. I guess it's just a matter of deciding everything is okay. Because I do see these pictures of women and they're gray and they're wrinkly and they, but they're styling it. They're right. Pulling together these fantastic outfits. Yeah. Do you remember as a young 20 something trying to find your style mm-hmm. and being in that in-between age where, well, you can't really wear the sort of classy woman clothes yet. Right. But you can't wear the skater gold clothes anymore. Yeah. You can't borrow from your daughter's closet anymore. Well, yeah, yeah. Or you can. I do. But you Sorry, change but it a little bit. Yeah, yeah. You, right? uh, yeah. You'll steal a cute little sweater vest from Ella, but then you'll put this classy white yeah. shirt on. And zhuzh it. Yeah. yeah, you'll zhuzh it. Yeah. It, right? Yeah. And it's that being caught in between and finding your style is really, I found, helped me. True. I, for some reason, however I'm wired, I can throw together a great outfit. And yeah. then the gray, the wrinkles... That's it. That's I'm like, much. you know what? Yeah. You dress very well. the best I could do today. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. Yes. And it does make a difference. And it makes you feel good too. For me, it does. Yeah. It's same. It does make me feel like, okay. The other thing too, so I w- love to throw on a pair of ripped jeans and yeah. my Vans. Yeah. And so, I just, but why I can't we? My little Herschel toque. That's what I don't get. It's that you're not allowed to do that anymore, it seems. Like you're yeah. not allowed to have a pair of Converse and the... And the vans or the, the baggy jeans and the that's changing too. It is changing. You it would is never changing. See my mom in a pair of Converse. No, but if she did, she would look fantastic. Right. I just want to throw it yeah. at my mom, but <laughs> yeah, but she just never would think to do right. that. Whereas I think we're our generation is a little bit more playful. Absolutely, X, we're just like anything. We're gonna whatever because it was the same growing up all the women when they got older they had to cut their hair because older women don't have long hair do you remember that did you have that every grandmother all have the same do exactly the gray roller yeah short rollered yeah i used to set my grandmother's rollers every friday yeah yeah so right thank goodness that's changing that's changed the golden girls yeah oh god the golden girls look who are who were in their 50s yeah early 50s what Blanche was 48 yeah younger than me come on so right so yes all had that the roller hair yeah and the muumuu dresses and the yeah old mentality like Mrs. Roper Miss oh gosh and yeah media was what pushed those thank, concepts thank and now goodness. we have a different style of media yeah and I love seeing whenever the algorithm comes on my Instagram or TikTok I love seeing those women dancing in the street mm-hmm. with you know their besties and they're like working it and they look fabulous and you can see I mean again it's Instagram it's it's social media you don't know what's really happening but what's being put out it's acceptance but there's the ones of the ladies on the beach who are in their 80s and they're mm-hmm. they're not in the high class Gucci right. outfits. They do still have the roller hair and they're wearing their bathing suits. However, that looks. Yeah. Once they went on, they're not filtered. Yeah. And because obviously they don't care. I want to believe they don't care because we thought that at 50, we weren't going to care. I know. We still do a little bit for sure less. 
I care so much less. Yeah, I'm, I'm working on that. I'm not that easy. But yes, I'm trying. Yeah. I did go away this summer. My brother has a house in a warm area in the States. I was there for by myself for most of the time. And I was in my bikini enjoying every second because I knew no one was around. Mm-hmm. I'm like, okay, I need to remember this. Because I had the best time. I was like, I felt great. I know, but when have you ever been at a beach where you see a woman looking self-conscious? Yeah, yeah. I have never been to a beach and seen a woman look like they are unconscious. Because most, what's the saying? Most, yeah, self-conscious. Most are more worried about what they're thinking rather than what anyone else is thinking. What's that saying? Like nobody else is paying attention to you because they're so focused on their own shit. Yeah. So they're not actually noticing. So I'm wasting all of my energy and not having fun because I'm so overwhelmed with how I look in my stupid bikini. What There's a waste. There's no one person that I remember on a beach. And you're not even going to, like, even if you see someone who might be not comfortable in their own skin, you don't remember that past that they day. They don't look like they aren't. That's my point. Yeah. Is that you see these ladies that are walking around in their thong bathing suits and they look totally fine. They right. look comfortable. They're going in the water. They're having their picnic. Yeah. But even if they don't though, I am not going to remember that person oh, past not. this day. No. They're not going to remember me past that day. No. So what the hell am I doing? Wasting your energy. Wasting my time and energy on missing out and missing out. However, I'm, I mean. It's easier said than done. Yeah. I know, because when we get into the bathing suit, when we get on the beach, when people are looking. Yeah. And it's the same. I love now the younger generations who don't even shave their armpits. I know. And they're like, this is my butt. This is it. Yeah. Legs. Right. Armpits. Don't care. I mean, I'm not I'm not there, but whatever. I c- I'm not there. I'm not but there. that's okay. I- but now it's white, so you can't tell anyone. <laughs> Too much information. Okay, moving on, everybody. We have to cut that. Uh, no, it's too funny. We're not cutting that. Oh, yeah. Okay. Again, our whole journey here has been releasing expectations mm-hmm. of ourselves. Yeah. And if we can go back to that in a second, I think we can't get through this conversation without a little bit of the idea of what we're going through in terms of menopause and perimenopause. Did you just say the word? Oh my gosh. But I think I honestly believe that that in itself is a whole entire episode. It is. A so whole... we are not bypassing. For one, it's not talked about enough. It would be lovely to have a whole bunch of women together to talk about each other's symptoms and what they're going through. Because yes. it is not easy. Nope. And it start. it is so much longer and harder than yeah. we thought. I, we all knew the word. Yeah, totally. And we knew little things about it, but... You didn't know how much it was going to alter your existence until you're in it. And perimenopause, as severe. Mm -hmm. The menopause part is, okay, I'm done with that flow. Mm -hmm. The perimenopause, the 10 years before and all of the lead up to the symptoms, nightmare. Yeah. How come nobody talks about peri? Yeah. And you think you're going cray cray. Like you actually think you're losing or if you have anger issues or and they're unexplainable or. Yeah, this is beyond PMS. Yeah. Honestly, I had a hysterectomy. So I missed a lot of that. I did. And for me, it was less emotional, but any mm. woman that would have had postpartum. Yeah, I so did. Those, then those situations, then the hormonal issues are likely going to be more severe. Totally. Whereas for me, they were more the physical, less the emotional Mm -hmm, symptoms, mm -hmm. but a lot of the 
physical symptoms that were horrific. Right. The night sweats. Yeah. The sleepless nights. Yeah. Were hurt. And then just, yeah. And I wasn't sleeping. Well, and that's. And that was horrible. And so that's where my I'm in right now. So, yes, the whole idea of the menopause, but the couple symptoms or side effects or whatever the hell the word is that I'm experiencing. <laughs> withdrawal side from being a woman from being a woman legit right so I can't sleep so the bags under my eyes they won't go away like they won't the reality of your estrogen has just plummeted so if you don't have all of these hormones and things working for you that's also part of what aging is which then again is like oh my gosh and then no one wants to talk about hormone replacement therapy that's what was so frowned upon and I think the problem too is that when we're going to our doctors and legitimately saying I do not feel like me. Our doctors are like, it's fine. Yeah, it's fine. just perimenopause. Yeah. Eh, don't worry about it. What? Yeah. There has to be support. There has to be. We just are supposed to live through this for 10, 15 years. Yeah. We're supposed to just. No, not anymore. So I think when we get into this in a, another episode, I think we, we will fully get into all that kind of research and stuff because there actually is. There's therapies, there's diets, there's info nutrition. There. Yeah. Yes. There's homeopathic, there's holistic. Yeah. There's so much support. So sorry to leave you hanging there, everybody, but uh, stay tuned. Yeah. We do want to do dedicated entire episode on menopause and some- And do it justice. Some, yeah, exactly. Just some experiences mm-hmm. from women and a few supports that Michelle and I have found that are working for us. So uh, yeah, we'll get back to you on that. Yeah. The other thing too is if you do have a partner. Oh, okay. It changes, aging changes your relationship a little bit. Oh, tell me more. Some people are empty nesters and now all of a sudden you're looking at this person with an empty home. You're like, who the are you? (laughs) Beep. (laughs) You have drifted apart. You're doing, you have separate interests or maybe you're even closer than you've ever been. Yeah. That's fantastic. Some couples are coming together and looking at planning trips together and starting, you get this opportunity to start to do things together and Mm. it can be a really fantastic time, but that isn't the reality for everybody. Yeah. And then there's a whole menopause aspect of sex drive Mm -hmm. that happens that will significantly impact your relationship. Mm -hmm. So hopefully that's not a symptom for you, but I know for a lot of women it is. It is, yeah. And so it's finding support because the reality is if you have the privilege of getting to retirement or getting to this place of being an empty nester and it's just you and your husband, how do you maintain that relationship for yeah. another 30, 40 years? Yeah. God willing. God willing. So, oh my gosh. Well, I, yeah, see now, of course, I'm not thinking that. Well, but so, it will happen for you. Maybe. That person comes in and now you get to redesign this life, this fantastic life. Yeah, again, that's a tough one. That's a tough situation and how that looks. How you're going to merge your life with somebody else at this point. Full in on life. merging, yeah. And yeah. talking about all those things. Because most our age, like you mentioned, are going into the retirement stage of their life yeah. and what that looks like. And and now that my kids are on their way, yeah. I will literally be a single nester. <laughs> yeah, empty house. An empty house, yeah. Thinking if I'm keeping myself in the perspective of old, I'm old and in that bubble. You're going to be cat lady. I already am a cat lady. You're going to be old cat lady. <laughs> my kids joke about this all the time. Ma, you got the cats. You're Once we're gone. gone. My brothers joke about this. Ah, you'll be fine. You got the cats. Yeah, okay, fine. I have two cats and a dog. I will not be a cat lady. No, you won't. I promise I won't let you. Thanks. I'm a- <laughs> I won't let you. 
An old cat lady. We're going to find you somebody. Yeah, I hope so. I mean, I hope so. I'm putting it out there. I'm, we're trying. I'm trying. I say we. Leslie and I are trying. We are trying. <laughs> Where are the 50-something men? Where are they? Well, I think, again, I think we have another episode here because let me tell you, it's an experience. Yeah. Gonna, yeah. We're going to do a bachelorette, Michelle's dating saga. Yeah, I think, I think that's going to, which is forcing me to get out of my little comfort zone. Again, thinking all of these things of being older, of aging. Who's going to want an older lady, right? All those things. And then when I get out there, I'm actually, I'm enjoying myself. So those thoughts do kind of go to the side, but they're there. Yeah, that's fair. But that's just it. It's once we get out there and I find this, I'll catch myself in the mirror when I'm at home, I'm getting ready. You and I are going out. Mm -hmm. We're going out with some friends and you see the wrinkles in the mirror. You see the gray sort of pasty color in my skin. But then when I get out with you. It's fun enjoying absolutely love I'm it not caring whether yeah. people are looking at me you know when mm-hmm. we're out for drinks or yeah out for dinner with friends or at a dinner party right so again back to the same thing having your peeps having your people around you even when you're feeling really yucky and low and ugly and old or whatever the words you want to add in there going through the act of getting ready putting your fun whatever clothes that make you feel good mm-hmm. and then getting your girls or your guys or whoever you've got in your world that make you feel good and then just go Listen to some live music. Oh, yeah. That pumps me up all every time. I know. There's so many cool events in the city. So much. My sister and I are going to the David Bowie. Cool. CPO does a David Bowie tribute. Mm-hmm. There's the Candlelight. Yeah, my mom and I actually went to the Orchestra. Candlelight. They're doing a yeah. Coldplay tribute yeah. coming up. Mm-hmm. Oh. Taylor Swift one. Yeah, it's awesome. And it, it does. It makes you feel alive. It does. Doing things with others. Getting out of the house. Yeah. It is really cool if you can, is to have different age friends. Yeah. We did this when we were at, when we went out for my birthday. Yeah. We had our kids there and their friends and us. And we have some younger friends and we have some older friends Yeah, and putting that whole mix together. It's fun. And then you get perspective, right? You can get a little bit more. The reality is we are getting older. A lot of the times, and I've noticed this, the elderly become invisible. That just seems what's out there. I've, I've witnessed it with my own parents sometimes in terms of health and medical and that kind of stuff. Yeah, our, our culture does not do this very well. Right. There's other cultures that welcome their elders into their homes and they become multifamily, multi-generational homes. Most right. cultures do this really well. Mm-hmm. And we actually push them away. Our seniors away. And they're just not, you don't even see them. It's unfortunate. Like people don't even see they, right? and I have felt little bits of this coming in in dealing with certain little bits of health issues. It's even my hearing. Oh my gosh. My hearing is a little less. My gosh, I sound old. I've listed all of my ailments on this podcast. It's for real. But it's Did real. We talk about the losing train of thought. Oh, oh gosh. Out for coffee with a girlfriend this week. Yeah. She is halfway through a sentence and it's gone. The whole rest of whatever she was going to say. Finished. She looked like deer cotton headlights. Yeah. I, she could not bring it back. Yeah. And the thing is, I was sitting there looking at her going, Yes, yes, I get it. I do this all the time. <laughs> I cannot go downstairs. I get to the bottom of the yeah. stairs and oh, I have gosh. no idea why I'm there. Yeah. I know my kids actually think now I'm like getting a little bit of dementia, dementia yeah. Alzheimer's because they're like, mom, really? But I'm it's like, not, no, it's just it's age. Just, I'm just, it is yeah. just age. Yeah. So my hearing before you would, the doctor would send you mm. to a specialist, but now it's like, oh, you're over 50. 
And I don't know if you get these in the mail, hearing clinics, they invite you to come to their, she's like, just go and you just go to a clinic on your own. I'm like, what? You don't, you're not sending me, I'm not under the care of you. What? Like, no, no, you're, you're just old. it's a thing. Yeah. On your way. This is so anyway, that was a whole side note, but yeah, again, even if that's all the situation that's happening, keeping with your people that love you and care about you and embrace the wrinkles and the thoughts that go out of your head and in your whatever and, and the, laugh together the and saggy butt and the gankles or whatever the heck they're called. I don't have those. <laughs> Aging is not easy. But you know what? Nobody's getting out alive. Oh, good one. Embrace it. Embrace it. Embrace it. I'm just sitting in my thought right there. (laughs) We're glad that you're here. Thanks for joining us today. And we look forward to all of the other episodes that we alluded to in this episode. Absolutely. And we'll catch you soon. Yeah. Peace out. Thanks, everybody. Thanks, everyone. Thanks for making time to be with us. This is Life Consciously Uncurated. We hope that our stories inspire you to live a life that you want to live just as you are. Until next time.